Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is March 8th, 2022. We thank you so much for coming back. I'm Greg Messina. If you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And of course, I'd like to open up with our usual uptime panel. We do bring back a bunch of our beloved brothers in Christ here. And we have Joe below me. We have, let's bring them up here. There we go. Joe to the right of me, to the right of him. Brother Bob Hagen. Joe, brother Bob Barber. And to the right of him, of course, brother Kevin Huffman. Brothers in Christ, thank you for very much for coming on today, and uh, we thank you for joining us for another Uptime Community. Uh, of course, we have a lot going on in the world today, and uh, you know it, it's not really uh, comforting to know what's going on in the world, to be honest with you. But uh, that is one of the uh, verses that I put up here, and believe it or not, it is a verse of the day from Bible Gateway. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comfort us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort whereth we ourselves are comforted of God. And that is 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. All right, uh, brothers, uh, first of all, I want to see how your week was. Uh, start with you, Brother Joe. Hi, Greg. So my week was really good. I, um, I actually received a, a solid confirmation uh, through a family member that um, is close with the Lord, but never really has any experiences as far as any uh, dreams or visions. And this particular person was my mother, actually. And uh, in all her years, she's never um, had any experience like the one we recently had. Uh, the long short of it is that... Um, I had a dream that uh, was very vivid and um, it involved her um, and it pretty much told us that something was going to happen to a family member or someone close to the family and um, that we hadn't spoken to in a while um, due to a lot of things going on. And last night in a dream, she was uh, shown these, this person that she hadn't spoken with. And uh, unfortunately, it was sad news. Today, we got confirmation that person passed away. But in my dream, I was shown that um, there would be a death. Um, but as sad as it is, I'm happy to see the Holy Spirit is sharing things with my mom because it's uh, something that I've been praying for. Um, you know, she's a saved woman, but she's not, um, she doesn't really study prophecy end times. And, you know, she's, um, She's got a great heart, so she always sees the best in the world um, where, you know, as we have eyes that see the prophecy in the end times coming, it's it's hard to see the good. But um, I was happy to see that the Lord is showing her things. So that was that was a blessing. Um, and, um, you know, what's going on now with. Um, politically and uh, internationally is something that we all expected Um all these perfect storms that always happen in the past few years, they're obviously um, 
their uh, their plans. You can't have these many perfect storms without a plan in motion, and the plan is perking. The plan is working out from what I can see perfectly. But I do have this theory that you know these generation, these family, uh, these families that have generational wealth that control a lot of the things of the world. You know, they don't have plans like the plans we have. They have plans to keep their families very wealthy for many years. So I think their plans are to keep these cycles going, to continue to manage the wealth. And I feel now after seeing so many of these cycles over the years, and even you guys seeing them when you were young, nothing is going to really change until the rapture happens. We'll see things happen. We may even see Israel get invaded, but the rapture I couldn't see being more than a short period away from that. And that's why we're all waiting for the rapture at this point is because, you know, or the invasion of Israel, because they have plans and they don't plan on going anywhere. So it just shows me concrete evidence that based on their plans, they're moving forward what they have to do. And God is going to catch them all off guard. And at that point, that's when we'll see real change. That's what I'm seeing. Thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, our prayers go out to your family, of course. Thank you. Um, what is going on, I'm sure, uh, is just, you know, just added on to, you know, all the other stuff that we don't want to have to deal with, with the world, or what's going on around us. You know, it's just like one thing after another, right? We all have our own personal things that are going on in our lives. And then and then we have, you know, what's going on in the world. It's like, it's just one thing after another. It gets absolutely, it can get overwhelming at times, especially for, uh, a number of people who just, you know, are either alone, uh, you know, and of course those who don't have Christ. I mean, I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, I remember hearing the amount of suicides that were happening during the pandemic and uh, it was just a staggering amount. And, uh, you know, just to think that the amount of people who just felt helpless, you know, at that time and in period of time and even now. So more so, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, I'm learning now with walking with, uh, walking with the Holy spirit with Jesus that you never see these things coming, whether it be a dream or an incident or, um, the things in the world. I mean, the things in the world we can, we, we can see an outline, but one last example is I finally, a family member, finally, the spell seems to be broken, finally admitted that since they took, the uh, jab they've had nothing but complications and so i'm seeing i'm seeing certain things break down even in people you wouldn't think and as sad as i am and you know to see this person going through this um i'd rather see them wake up in their mind than to deal with the complications and not know so you know that was another big thing this week somebody that was gung ho and you know was really under the spell, uh, finally admitted this week and said uh, they regret doing it and it's given them big problems. They're getting sick every other, every three weeks, this person's having problems. You know, and this is a healthy young man. This isn't somebody who's an old man. Yeah. Well, um, Brother Bob, uh, let's let's hear from you. How about your week? Um, any revelations, anything come up with family or anything that uh, you want to bring to the table right now? You can't hear Bob. You're talking to Bob Hagen or me? You're talking to me, right? Uh, I was referring to Mr. Hagen, but yeah. Oh, really? 
You know, we were going from going to from left to right. Yeah, sorry. Well, been uh, working and just just trying to, you know, stay positive through everything. Um, uh, I just see, you know, kind of a, what Joe was saying was really. I agree with them on that. There, you know, there are there uh, extremely ultra wealthy people who want to just keep this cycle going. But at the same time, there are people that are not ultra wealthy like all of us. And we're just trying to um, keep our lives going with our families and things that are going on in our lives and different difficulties we're going through physically. Um, going through some stuff right now, but I'm not going to let it uh, keep me from, you know, pressing toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And the main focus of this channel is to bring people back to a knowledge of the truth. And as I've said many times before on here, because I was from a a pretty uh, interested in Eastern religions and a whole lot of other things too, but when I finally decided to give Jesus Christ a chance is when my life started to change. And I think we all have similar testimonies that we can share about that. And um, it's really, you have really nothing to lose. If you're on here for the first time, you have everything to gain. If you think you're just uh, five guys sitting here killing a couple of hours of time on a Tuesday night, that's not what we're doing. (laughs) We're here to, uh, we're here to serve. And, uh, you know, that's, we're here to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and, and, um, and the father and to make his, make his truths known. And they are not, um, I believe there's a verse that says to not be easily removed from the simplicity that's in Christ. So it had to be simple for a guy like me to be able to understand and to come to a knowledge of it. And um, I was just thinking there's people out there tonight that are like you, you brought up the, the number of, um, you know, the number of suicides and different things have been going on during this, during this pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. But these people that, that don't have hope, you know, it says that we were enemies of, of God at one time. We didn't have any hope, but now we do. So. Uh, if we do nothing more tonight than to just get people to realize that they need a, they need a Lord, they need a savior. We've done our jobs, if you will, I think. I mean, we're not on here to build a, some mega church, you know, with 20 million people following. I mean, if, if you had 20 million people following Greg, be nice. But if we had 10 people following and all 10 of them got saved tonight, that. <laughs> The angels of heaven would be rejoicing. So, Amen. And just being with you guys is also uh, an honor too. I believe me, it's, it's coming from my heart. I'm, I'm honored and blessed to have brothers that are willing to come on here and do this. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. God bless you, brother. And um, brother Bob Barber. Brother the Doc. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. Um, it's getting so real. 
now. You know, we've been talking about the coming rapture resurrection of the church. For me now, I've been barking up this tree now for the last 10 years, you know, on YouTube. And, uh, you know, the closer when you, you really get, when you really enter that time when it's really going to happen, you're like, I can't believe we're actually here. You know, because I've, I've been talking about this stuff. You guys have been talking about this stuff for such a long time. We saw it coming. And now when it's here, we're like, oh, my goodness, we're actually here. I can't believe this is actually happening. And then we are, there's war breaking on the Middle East. Everything is moving now over there. And we're seeing Ezekiel 38 war getting ready to go. You know, and we're seeing all that stuff starting to happen. And not just that, they're targeting us now. And like I said, the whole nuclear narrative and everything. And now dreams and visions, like for me, are starting to come back now. And I'll tell you what, they're not very encouraging. They're actually very disturbing, you know, the ones I'm starting to see now. And the Lord has been recalling uh, me to some old visions I had. One in particular, I remember when I was just sitting watching TV, I kind of just closed my eyes. And it felt like I, I got sucked back into my chair. I wasn't even that tired, but I sat down. I got sucked back into my chair, and my eyes stayed closed, and this vision began. And in the vision, I saw the Lord's coming in the clouds. There's like a big cloud with light coming over me. And as it came over the top of me, it was shaking my chair. It was like an earthquake, and as it was going over the top of me, I was standing in the middle of a desert watching this happen. Okay, But then the dream or the, the vision went to me standing outside my home, and it was at like nighttime. But then I saw a menorah in the sky, okay? And this menorah was on fire, okay? It was lit up, okay? And this menorah began to just bring down a soft golden glow everywhere. It just lit up the earth. You didn't need lights on. It's like daytime almost, but it was like a golden glow. But then the Lord reminded me of the other vision I had when the rapture resurrection takes place. When the dead in Christ are caught up, we who are we who are alive and remain, we will see this golden glow in the sky because I saw the golden glow coming down. It was reflecting on the homes around my neighborhood, but I heard music, and that whole thing was taking place. And I'll never forget this vision. This thing was a vision from the Lord because I was forced into it. Okay, and I know, of course, the Noah represents our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ also Israel and stuff like that, the body of Christ. But uh, the fact that I saw that long ago, and it didn't make sense to me why that all happened. But now I'm starting to see things now. Recently, the Lord started giving me dreams now. I've gone a while without receiving any dreams, a long time, actually. But now I'm starting to have them again, so it has to make you wonder. And one disturbing dream I had was an event that will actually take place after the rapture. And that's this. And this is disturbing, but this is what I saw. I saw these, like, television evangelists. Okay, you know how they're all rock stars. Check me out. Woo! Turn the music on. Get the spotlights going. Okay? You know what they were doing? They were executing their own members on stage with a shotgun. They were executing their own members because they would not convert over to New World Order religion with them. And they're dancing around shooting people while they're laying down. This one pe- preacher I saw, I was like, what? Are you crazy? And people were cheering. Oh, yeah, get rid of them. Get rid of them. That's what I saw in my dream. Now, 
I understand these preachers, when they're left behind, they're going to look for a new reason to be worshipped. So maybe this is why, you know, they start doing stuff like this. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Gee, but I wasn't pre-meditating any of this stuff. I was shown this in my dream. Okay. So that just, you know, we'll start, we'll start the whole show off with a real dark, gloomy beginning, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what's happening right now, folks, is plain simple. We are getting ready to go home. This is so real right now. And I was waiting. I didn't know if we were going to be together here this week. I really believed that there was going to be some type of nuclear attack. I really did believe that. We're even making plans of my my kids now. What would happen if that attack takes place? They have their plans now how to make it home. And could the, everybody's just going to panic, get on the road, start driving. I told them to start Start uh, walking home, and I will meet you halfway on foot. You know, stuff like that now. I don't know where you guys are, but that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, Kevin? Yeah, so, um, well, I'm, you know, I'm watching a lot of different uh, news reports and also, of course, other watchmen, other teachers out there. And, uh, you know, it's all pointing to this this uh, kind of confluence of everything it's you know to me it's like all i hear is like peace and safety peace and safety you hear that all the time i mean whenever the world leaders get together that's all they talk about and that's all they mention saying we need peace and safety so when they say peace and safety that's when sudden destruction comes upon them and they will not escape uh, leading to, that somebody or something will escape. <laughs> uh, and I think we all know that that escape is coming for those who believe in Christ and that Jesus is going to descend. And he's going to call his people home. And I think we're all feeling it uh, all over the place. Um, just watch the videos. Sure, you're going to get some people in there that say, there's no such thing as a uh, as a pre-trib rapture. There's no such thing as a rapture. Okay. I mean, what can you do with those people? I mean, you're just like, uh, that, that's such a shame that you don't have that hope in you. Um, that's the way I, I just feel sad about that, about them. Um, but, you know, normally you'll get a lot of people just saying, you know, it is, it's true. Uh, so... And there's there's a group of people that are that are looking forward to the coming of Christ in the clouds, and I'm one of those, and I know right. we're all one of those too. And that's all you really can do during this period of time is just focus on Jesus, and know that he's he's going to come and take us when the perfect time is. And uh, until then, uh, you know we're we're we have a relationship with him. Uh, we know that he's there with us during all these times and we feel comfort from the Holy spirit during these times. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I just count it all joy. I mean, I, I look at everything and I'm just like, man, we're getting closer and closer and closer to this redemption. And that's the way that I, I, that I'm looking at it. I'm, I mean, all these things must take place. Jesus said, these things must take place. And he even said that, that there's going to be wars, rumors of wars, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. All these things must be take, 
take place, but do not be troubled. He says, this is not the end yet. So we're, we're here during that period of time that he calls the beginning of sorrows. And uh, there is a lot of sorrow that's going on. But that doesn't mean that it's there's no hope. There absolutely is hope. And actually, this is pre-rapture. So there's there's still opportunity for people to come to Christ and to be taken and to escape all those things that are coming upon the earth. So think of uh, how merciful, long-suffering, gracious. Uh, he's not he's not slack, and he's not tearing like men think that he is. But in fact, he's long-suffering, and that's that's a big deal to be long-suffering. And he wants everyone to come to know him. So it's our job to make sure that people understand and know what the hope that we have inside of us and what that's all about. So good time to be a good witness right now and, uh, and get the word out there and count it all joy. Because when you see these things take place, know that your redemption is drawing near. Amen. Well said. Once again, very eloquent, Kevin. Well, Um, you know, it's Holy spirit speaks. It's, it's, um, you know, the time is now. And um, if you if you go into Ephesians, you read through Ephesians, you see that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. But that's not talking about something that's going to happen. I mean, future we will be, but also it lays out how in times past we were enemies at times you know we did not our lives were not on an on a road um to build the kingdom of god our our lives were not you know the reason for our existence was not to to help people get back to the father you know the story of the uh, prodigal son the forgiving father stories i call it and he was out there every day looking for that son to come back we use this example a lot. And then when he finally came back, it says he ran He ran to him. <clears throat> and um, and I believe that's the way that our God is with us. You know, he, he waits. He's waiting for us to come home. There's people out there that, that need to realize that they can't do this by themselves. And it's not showing that you're weak. Christianity is not a crutch. It does not show that you're you're a weak person. In fact, you have to be pretty strong in character, and you have to realize that that believing on the finished work of Jesus Christ is a strength. You know, this, he he will give you the strength to get through things. And a lot of times, you wonder how in the world can you get through these things, but. Um, he is, as, as the first scripture that Greg put up, he's the God of all comfort. And with with that comfort comes strength. You know how it is with Joe mentioned earlier about uh, uh, someone passing and uh, my condolences to you and your family. But the strength that you have being a believer is that you can pray for these. You can pray for your family. You can pray for your loved ones. You know, when everybody else is being sorrowful and everybody else is grieving, you're going to be grieving too. But at the same time, you're, you're, you have the ability to pray for them. 
and, you know, ask God to comfort them and ask God to, to work in their lives and, and maybe open their hearts to the, to the truth. Maybe they've been hard hearted over the years and they get to that point where they, they think, well, you know, maybe there is something to this. That's all, that's all I try to do with the programs I teach is to bring people back to the truth, you know, not so mm-hmm. that they, you know, uh, they're following me. I mean, I want them to follow Jesus. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the thing. You know, and, and uh, it's there's just a lot of a lot of really there's a lot of real positive things that are going on right now um, in the world. It's not real positive, but in in the Word of God. And what God has for us is pretty positive. Wouldn't you guys agree? I mean, we got a future to look forward Amen. to. Amen. And yeah. people say, I don't have anything to look forward to. Well, sure we do. Mm. We got a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we got to keep reminding each other about this for the hope that's in you. You know, be quick to give an answer. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's going to be taking a trip, and I am too. You know, I'm one of the t- things that I want to do when I go out to Seattle. Is I want to be a witness to my family again because I don't know how many more times I'm going to see them out there. Mm. I can't waste time, you know. I've, I've got to really believe God's going to open some doors this time. And mm. you know, I'll ask you guys to pray for me while I'm out there, so that it will happen. You know, the mm. same thing with Kevin's trip. I'll be praying for your brother when you're out in California. You know, um, so. We we've got a we've got some tools, you know. We're not our toolbox is full. We mm-hmm. just have to be using them. Well said, brother. And you have uh, you have a teaching that you are we are posting of yours a part two tomorrow, right? Um, is there something you would like to uh, talk about in terms of the teaching? Yeah. And well, actually, the whole mm-hmm. teaching was how 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 to get along with Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't resist it, brother. <laughs> no, that's you're asking for it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just. Joking. What, what is it? A fifty, not a fifty uh, book, not a volume set. <laughs> I did want to mention chapter uh, for each of the different moods that I'm in, or something. Yeah, I did want to mention iron sharpening iron, though. I was yep. watching that. That was strong. Really, really, really good. Yeah, I know. If you're if you're looking for a program that's like an hour worth of scripture, <laughs> that's the one. I yeah. mean, we don't we don't do a lot of uh, jibber jabber there on stuff. Oh, no. We that just was... pretty much say, read, read, read the verses. Yeah. So, yeah. I bless my heart. Awesome. But yeah, this this um, this teaching that's going to be on tomorrow. Um, I went through First Corinthians fourteen. I started in First Corinthians twelve, thirteen, and fourteen, talking about. The um, in in First Corinthians twelve, it talks about the manifestations of the Spirit. Their so-called gifts. I know people want to call them gifts. They want to call them manifestations, but whatever. They're enablements, and there's nine of them. And um, I got into uh, the fourteenth chapter, which talks about desiring spiritual gifts. But you know, it talks about speaking in tongues. It talks about tongues with interpretation and it talks about prophecy and it talks about the order 
and how you're supposed to do these things in a fellowship. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, I don't, I don't um, go into any real deep stuff on it, but I, I try to explain it. There's a lot of things in there that are kind of interesting. People have different viewpoints when it comes to uh, the manifestation of speaking in tongues. And some people believe that it, it ended with the uh, end of the Bible, but uh, I personally don't. And I think it's kind of one of those things that uh, I, t- I talked about having tools. And I think it's one of the things that that um, is an important part of our uh, quiver, if you will. And uh, so I exhort you folks, if you want to tune in, it's going to be at 12, 12 Eastern, right, Greg? Uh, that is correct. So it's going to okay. be posted at 12 Eastern. Uh, and yeah, I mean, listen, there, there's, uh, we're not all going to agree on certain things, obviously, here in the flesh. Uh, the perfect has not come yet. We've gone over this numerous times in the past, especially 1 Corinthians 13. Um, but the, the point being is that um, we have to realize there are people who are very sensitive to certain areas. What we need to do is respect certain people. We're not going too far one way where we're saying, okay, we're, we're, you know, we're condoning what happens on the, uh, on the stage um, with some of these other uh, Pentecostal p- preachers out there. Um, Bob, you don't consider yourself Pentecostal, do you? Okay, so you don't consider yourself as part of a denomination, um, but you believe in gifts of the spirit, uh, gifts of the spirit, as do I. As you know, there are certain things that you know, uh, even uh, in theology, we'll get into. But what you find sometimes is that you know, brothers and sisters in Christ will just completely um, dismiss it, or think it's complete uh, gibberish that's coming out of someone's mouth when in fact what if all right this is for those people who don't believe in it what if you know it didn't cease what if there is something more to it and that's that's where uh brother robert wants to uh, address that uh topic there's there's too many labels on on christianity one of the one of the things i was thinking about today was the charismatic movement you know, they they say that the charismatic movement started the Azusa Street revival in Los Angeles back in the early 1900s. I, I'm not sure that, you know. That's a little recent, don't you think? Yeah, sort of recent. Yeah, it's like, it started, it's like uh, the, the rapture talk, um, the, the whole doctrine of the rapture started in uh, 1830 with, with Darby. Uh, you know, I but but you know as far as 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 far as labels and things like that, I just uh, want to be known as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, if, if you were Christians, but as far as charismatic and Pentecostal or whatever, if we, you know, we go to a free church here in town, and you know, I I don't know. But uh, the main reason I wanted to do these was not to. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't ever teach these things to upset people, but I want no, to no. Of course, try not. to try to educate them. Right. And there have been some people that I have gotten emails from that have been blessed by them. So they're you know, hopefully yeah. they. When you listen to it, you'll learn something. 
And by the way, the folks, this is going to be broadcast on the Uptime channel. Uh, it's not on the M Times Dream Vision channel, so you'd have to actually tune into the uh, Uptime channel for Bob's teachings as he leads. But uh, what what I love about you, you, Bob, you just bring in this love and you bring it with a, a pure heart. You're just laying it out as you understand it, as you believe it, and what you've experienced. And I don't see anything there that's actually negative in it, to be honest with you. People can choose to believe what they want to believe, and they could say, okay, well, this is what Scripture says, but are we actually reading it correctly? Mm -hmm. Most people will be convinced, yes, I'm reading it correctly. And then the a group of followers will follow that group, and then another group of followers will follow the other group. The point being that there are people who are going to be upset and thinking, okay, well, now, what if this is an actual gift that they're going to have to just keep to themselves? If they have to keep it to themselves, they keep it to themselves. It's not going to, you know, um, some people are going to realize, okay, it's not really needed uh, right now. And you are someone that is, uh, you know, belief under the belief that it is, it is actually needed as a, as a tool uh, for today. So uh, I respect well, I, the way you bring yeah. it out. I respect the fact that uh, you, you bring this to the table. And people can choose to believe, um, you know, take it as, as they will. Uh, you know, this is not a salvation issue. Um, and it's certainly not something that we should be uh, debating about, arguing about. Um, that's it. Don't you agree? No, I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking, you know, I was even contemplating not even finishing it up. You, as, you, as you know, I was in contact with you about that. But you were... Um, exhorting me to continue and finish it up it's probably a good thing i did but it's i appreciate the ability to be able to do this here too it's a real blessing isn't that know, the um i'm just wondering though like on this whole topic i'm just i, I mean i this is the first time i'm hearing of this this you know today earlier a little bit earlier before the show talked about it a little bit but um you know, it reminds me of like a lot that we're seeing in the secular world about people, you know, wagging their fingers at other people saying, you're not allowed to say that. You can't, That's not true. That's that's conspiracy theory. That's and then, you know, almost every conspiracy theory seems to come is the truth in six months. Um, it seems like a lot of people are putting people in boxes. Um even to the point where you got people segregating people based on race and calling it anti-racism. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but there's, there's a lot of people that are very legalistic about things and will make up doctrines and will follow doctrines and all there, they are just a bunch of man-made rules. And, uh, you know, I don't prescribe to that at all. Uh, that's the reason why I don't really like, any denomination because they got the rules. Everybody's got rules about this and that, and they all disagree on, on, on everything, you know, really. I mean, they just disagree. And it's like, can't we come together as, as brothers, sisters in Christ and someone's going to say something and you're going to be like, Oh, I don't know about that. Well, okay, fine. There's nothing wrong with not, you know, not agreeing with somebody regarding that. But does that mean that you got to all of a sudden say this person is not a Christian or this person's not saved because they said that? I mean, no. If you ever said, you know, hey, you, 
if you're on there going, you know what, you get to heaven through work, through your good works. <laughs> well, yeah. don't worry, uh, you'd hear from me. Um, but that's that's not what's going on. And then you have these movements, these groups that say you can only do this, you can only do that. Listen, I, I feel sad for them because they're actually putting themselves and other people in boxes so much that they're actually could be missing out on some things that could be really special in their lives. And I think that that's really the pity there is that when, when you're going to say, well, I'm not going to use these scriptures or I'm not going to do that. I mean, all scripture is profitable. So if you're limiting yourself on which scripture you're going to believe or pick or choose or for what timing and things like that, there's certain, there's a certain way to rightly divide the word and there's a certain way not to. There's a, there's a man and I know you've all heard of him. He's no longer with us. A fellow by the name of Derek Prince. And he wrote a book on the, uh, the power of the tongue years ago. And, uh, you know, with our, you know, our words either build up or they tear down. Um, and what are we going to do? Are we going to use uh, when we're when we're speaking to somebody? Are we going to try to be building them up? Are we going to, you know, are we going to try to be tearing them down? So if you try to tear somebody down or to, to do that, to bring them to the Lord, they're not going to stay. You know what I'm talking about? It, you just... You can't scare them into it. You can right. you can tell them about hell and things like that, but it's the love of God that calls a man to repentance. And it's it's a good point you brought up there, Kevin, because you know there's so there's so many different things that we can disagree on mm-hmm. as to like who the who the who who the team should have been in the Super Bowl should have been the Niners, but that's besides the point. But you know. Um, but I, I just we can dis, we can disagree on on things like that. But when it comes to things that are eternal, we need to be solid on on the on the stuff that the doctrines and things. And I'm sure there's people out there that when they tune in, they they hear Bob talking about the dreams and visions and, and what Joe just mentioned. They'll say, oh, that's just so, you guys are just making that up. Right. Hardly. Right. It's yeah. hardly it's hardly made up. That, that, that's and, that's my point is yeah. that how can you have a personal experience and Bob have personal experiences and things like that, that are rooted in the word. And then someone say, you know, no, you didn't have that or no, that that's from the devil. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that immediate judgment uh, from outside the experience and outside you um, and outside the word, really, I mean, to be honest is just, it's, it's confounding to me mm-hmm. how many people are, are taking on basically that same char- those same characteristics of the world, ready at a just at a snapped moment to wag the finger and to, to call, mm-hmm. you know, racism or in this case, uh, you know, doctrinism or whatever you may call it, saying you're just wrong, you're wrong and I'm right. And it's like, man, you know, there's certain things that are important to be right about. And that's like the, salva- the salvation message. Got to be, it's got to be really clear on that, that it's a free gift from God, that it's, you know, it's by grace through faith. It's not by works, lest any man should boast. Those things are extremely important. Um, but when it comes to like, hey, you didn't have that experience or you're just making it up. 
there are people that do make things up. We've seen videos of them. I mean, Greg played here one time of people that, you know, they take it too far and they start getting in the flesh and they start making themselves be the, 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 you know, the, where everybody's looking at the center of attention kind of thing. That's not what, uh, what, what your experience is all about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know what? um, Go ahead. I'd say um, as far as the dreams and visions, you know, I talked about how they're starting to really ramp up now. And I'm sure Joe can confirm this. But right now we're starting to experience this with our missionaries now. You know, people say that's all oh, it's from the devil. It's from the devil. Well, let me show you something that's supposedly from the devil. OK, our missionaries are reporting now that, you know, out there in the field, there are actual extremist groups that are trying to kill them. They're trying to intercept them. This is why I told them we can't build a church. Okay, we can't. If you stay in one place, they're going to take you out. Yeah, it's hard to hit a moving target. Okay, so I tell you, keep moving, keep going, keep moving around. Right? It's hard for people to come to you, but it's easy for you to go to them with everything. So it turns it turns out that uh, they're receiving dreams and visions now. One each one at their own times, but these are the these these are the reports I'm receiving. When there is an extremist group that's going to intercept them somewhere, the Lord will give them a warning dream to say, hey, stop, go this direction, go to this village, and go over this village the next day. And they are listening to these dreams and visions, and now they are avoiding these (laughs) extremists now. Why would the devil allow that? Yeah, exactly. If he had any say in the matter whatsoever. I mean... God yeah. obviously is directing and for people to say, no, that doesn't happen. Well, this is just, this is proof. And then they'll say, no, no, that's from the devil. And this, I mean, but, but what can you do for about those people except just go, you know, you need, you need more oil in your lamp. You need more Holy spirit is what you need. You need more faith. You need more faith in God. You need to, 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 to worship a bigger God because my God is big enough to be able to do all those things. It's kind of interesting you would say that too, Bob, because in order to be, you know, when you're getting those dreams, when you're getting that kind of guidance from the Father as to when to move, you have to recognize that that is from Him. Mm-hmm. So these folks must be must be people that are, are very they're, they're very prayer they're prayer warriors. These people pray they they're they're conscious of of the um that stop that small still voice that they need hey they're, they're they realize hey you know we're gonna have to move you know i got a dream last night we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pack up and we're gonna have to go to this next place and the people that are with them aren't questioning it they're gonna go okay we're gonna go we're gonna move mm-hmm. and that, that's 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 wonderful to hear that that's a real blessing to hear that for for people that that may mm-hmm. even be thinking about relocating within the united states well, does the Lord want me to stay here? Or does he want me to move? Um, if he wants you to go somewhere else, he'll let you know. Yeah. You ask for it, he'll let you know. And, yeah. and, and if he, he, may, he might just answer you in a dream. It right. might just happen sure. that way. Or he'll put some things in front of you where you say to yourself, okay, I get it. I know where to go. I mean, you guys, I mean, you people know what I'm talking about. You know, but if you ask for guidance from the Lord, he will give it to you, but you have to look for it. Yeah. Got to be open to it, especially if it's an answer if you don't like. 
<laughs> it could be a small, a small, still voice in your and speaking to you. It could. It doesn't have to be a rushing water. You know, it can be small, and it could come in the night. It, you just if you're if you're receive if you're asked for it, and you're ready to receive it, you're going to get it in whatever way that he gives it to you. You just need to be ready for it. So, wouldn't it be great if all of us did that? Um, you know, on everything and say, you know, hey, I'll, which way do we go? And and he's there to help us. I mean, he's going to, to I've, I've learned that forcing things, when you have to force something to happen, that's really not, doesn't usually work out very well. Mm-hmm. But if you ask for something and say, I want some guidance, and you're like, which way should I go? And then you try something, and then it works out like, really nicely and most of the time and sometimes it works out perfectly mm-hmm. that's when you know that god has intervened and said i'm going to make straight this path i mean he does not lay out crooked paths ever he doesn't you're the one who goes on crooked paths and he's the one who brings you back to the straight path his path is straight if you follow his path only followed his path, you'd never veer off. You'd never go off at any tangent. But we're human, and we tend to do that. But he loves us so much that, like you were talking about earlier, Robert, I mean, the forgiving father is going to be there, and he's going to go searching, and and ultimately he's going to be like, hey, there he is. Get back over here. Come on. Get Get back on the straight path. And it's up to us to, 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 to want to go back there. It's up to us to continue to try to stay on that straight path. So when, Bob, you give these examples of these people doing this, I can only say thank God for those people that they listen to, to God and that they're still safe to this very day. Yes. We have lost uh, missionaries, but they weren't part of our group, though. You know, they weren't our missionaries. But there have been missionaries that, you know, that our missionaries knew personally that are trying to do this work. And I guess they may not have heard heed God's words because we I've seen, I've, re, I've been receiving reports how people, different pastors are being executed mm. that our missionaries knew personally. Mm. Okay. And our missionaries have ended up in prison a few times, but they weren't hurt, you know, but you know, that's just where we're at. You know, nobody cares about guy walk around teaching you know, things about Buddha. Nobody cares about some guy walk around teaching stuff about Muhammad and all that stuff. You know, they're all running around. Everybody's loving on each other. But as soon as you bring Jesus into the equation, they all stop and look at you like you got deer antlers coming out of your head. Yeah. That just goes to show you we're on the right side. Well, they're the (laughs) ones with the spirit of the Antichrist inside them. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're the ones who are, who are doing Satan's bidding, Satan's work. Let's be honest. So when they see a direct assault on evil, they're going to they're gonna go after that uh, with all the evil that they can muster. And that means you're on the right track. When you say things and people come against you, then guess what? You're, you're probably saying something really good. <laughs> I, mean, you're, I mean, Jesus said, you know, the, they're going to hate you. They hated me first. And, you know, we, we got We have to continue to understand that the world as a whole is going to be against us. But God is for us. And therefore, 
what what do we have to fear? I mean, are, do you fear the first death? Dead in Christ, rise first. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. So, I mean, if you're not saved, though, then you have a lot to fear. You have a lot to fear. And um, God is, is this this whole thing that we're talking about is real. The fact that we we five have not met in person and, and passed notes uh, amongst each other to make sure we're all on the same page regarding this. This is the common thread that we have as the body of Christ. The, the, we are different members of the body of Christ. We all have the same like mind regarding salvation, the Messiah, um, you know, the purpose for us while we're here, what's to come. We know the answers to these things. There's a lot of people out there in the world that are searching for these answers. And they and when they see us and they see what we what we know and what we say and we have a word for them, believe me, that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It does help. Now, Joe, I want to hear a little bit from you too. Now, uh, on the topic of of manifestations, obviously the enemy is at play too, right? I mean, you have to agree with that. The enemy, the spiritual enemy, Satan, Asadan, he can come in and and try to steal, kill, and destroy, right? He come he can come into our dreams. He can come into our head. He can mess around. So there's, there's, there has to be a reason behind the spiritual warfare as well. I mean, don't you agree? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I think when um, Bob uh, Robert mentioned all these different sects and pe- putting people in boxes, I've learned now that those boxes are created to keep those people separated and not together praying. So that's the trick for the enemy. Obviously, we all know that. And then I thought about what the apostles went through and all the other um, leaders of Christ went through the stories in the Bible. There was people throwing themselves at them to get information about Jesus Christ. You know, these apostles had people running up to them like Jesus did. They wanted information. They wanted to be saved. They wanted to be healed. And that was the greatest man. Can't wait to watch those stories. The greatest revival ever. And the reason it's not happening here in America, it's not because people aren't turning to Christ, because the Holy Spirit will make sure that he uses us and, and, the, and the Holy Spirit will bring them. But I look at America like this. It's an inflated tire, and it's just never going to reinflate with the Holy Spirit the way it used to. So God is going to use the remnant here to do what he has to, and the parts of the world that Bob's involved in, are going to see the great revivals because those people are running to Bibles. Bob will tell you that. And they're hiding. They're, you know, they're taking people in. <clears throat> well, it is happening around the world. The enemy has just infiltrated the country so much that here we are on a computer instead of surrounded by 10,000 people that believe in the same thing, which is Christ is Lord. This is how you get healed. <clears throat> so the separation of... Um, people that the enemy, you know, what is what the enemy does to keep them away from creating a great revival. Now, he can't stop us from doing it. We're here now. But the people that fall for it, with, you know, whether it be speaking in tongues, dreams, healing, you know, I have my own opinion on all of those. But the fact is, it says in the Bible, you have spiritual gifts, 
if you ask me for them, I will give them to you and I will decide what your calling is and what I need you to do. And since I was first saved, I would say I was asking God for abilities that the apostles had, whatever it may be, in any way that I could be somehow supernatural along with his kingdom. And then as time went on, he started to show me things in dreams and visions. Now, I can't say that I've seen an arm grow out when I prayed over somebody, but, you know, maybe they were healed down the road. I'm not talking about a limb, but, you know, I have people in my family that have back problems. I pray over it. doesn't mean they won't be healed just because it didn't happen instantly. So you can't doubt yourself. You should always continue to do what you can in the name of Christ for the body of Christ and for the kingdom. So when I think about prophecy, it's like I have no doubt he's showing these people these things. I asked God to show the person in my family for over a year now, almost two years. Please get them involved somehow spiritually. I'm trying to get them to be more on the um, offense than defense when it comes to the kingdom. Like Robert's talking about going to Seattle and he's trying to do the same thing to get his family. You know, we're so filled with the spirit. We want our family to feel what we feel. Kevin's going through it with people he knows. So it takes some time. Sometimes that's why I said before, it happens when you least expect it, which is awesome. Um, I haven't had any big dreams since, you know, that awesome dream God gave me when I first came on a few weeks ago. But then he just hit me with this one this week, which was, you know, he was showing me that somebody that we know was going to pass on. And he wanted me to somehow relate that to my mother. And then sure enough, he sent her a dream of the person and confirming it. My mother, you know, she says, Joe, I don't dream. I don't have dreams. And sure enough, today she told me, she goes, I had this dream. And then we found out four hours later that the person had passed. And she called me back. She said, this is unbelievable. Huh. You know, she, she can't, you know, I wanted her to be more fired up. But to her, she's still trying to calculate it. You know, so maybe it has to happen more times. Maybe it's just God confirming. And I said to her, when I first heard about the dream, we hadn't heard the person had passed. I said, listen, whenever you have a dream about anybody, because, yeah, the enemy will infiltrate dreams. In my, I said to her, whenever God sends you a dream of people that you haven't seen in 20, 30 years, or it's someone you really don't even like, maybe it's a rock star, maybe it's a movie star, pray for them. The Holy Spirit's showing them to you for a reason. How are we supposed to pay for, pray for people we don't know <clears throat> if the Holy Spirit doesn't show us? So if I have a dream of some kid overseas in another country that I have no relation to, I know people that have had dreams of people going through things in other countries, and then they find out that these people were in a situation and their prayers helped them. So that was my first, I said, the, you know, I'm not going to hit her with everything, but I said, listen, I said, if you ever see people in your dreams, pray for them, just pray, pray for their health or salvation to be covered by the blood of the lamb. So it turns out the person that passed away is married to another person that works with her. And um, this woman is of high faith. She's a believer. So what better person than my mom to tell this woman, hey, God sent me a dream about you and your husband the night he passed. And I wanted to let you know that he looked okay. 
Like, what would that do to that woman of faith? She'd be like, I 100% believe in, in visions and dreams. And that's how the Holy Spirit connects the dots. So it's, you know, it's hard because when you get, when you want to be involved in prophecy and, you know, the gifts of it, you have to go with what the Holy Spirit's telling you. Just have faith, pray for that person. In the dream, in, in my dream this week, the enemy did show up, Greg, and it's always at the end because they get the call. They know some messages coming to me supernaturally from the kingdom. They see it just like Daniel had to deal with for three weeks from Michael and Gabriel um, to show up and help him. So in the end, these guys, the enemy showed up with assault rifles attempting to murder me, my brother, and everybody else. And it was run by a famous movie star that I don't think of on occasion. But now I stop and I say, all right, God wants me to pray for this movie star. Maybe they just used his face, his body, but it was like, no. So, you know, even in a situation like that, God will use a face of the enemy in the dream. And you got to stop and say, you know what, maybe it's not going to do anything. But I, he, if he showed me this person who I don't ever dream of, maybe I should pay attention. And that's my experience with all this. Like, because I don't know the straight answer, I'm not going to risk it. If he shows me somebody or some somebody that doesn't make sense, I stop and I pray. And so far, it seems to be working out, um, you know, because if he's who else is going to pray if they're surrounded by the world and they're lost? Who's going to show up? Maybe the prayers needed by a believer in a whole nother country. Well, it talks about that in, this, in the eighth chapter of uh, Romans. The spirit makes intercession for us because we know not what we should pray for. And it, like you said, Joe, if there's somebody, that, you know, if some somebody comes to mind, um, the one, the one that I continue to pray for on a daily basis is my younger son who I haven't, who I haven't spoken to in almost four and a half years, but I haven't given up on it. No way. Never. Um, I'm not going to give up on it ever because, uh, he's my son and <laughs> it, it doesn't, it just doesn't, it hurts, but you know, if you keep praying, you're, you're not going to, you're, you know, you're, you're not going to lose anything by continuing to, to do what the Lord commands. It's like you were just saying, you know, you, you pray for people and, and it's, it's a, uh, you know, you, you don't know what they need, but if you're praying for them and just doing a simple prayer or praying for them as you're driving to work or whatever it is, um, the Lord, the Lord answers those prayers. You know, he, he says, Jesus is at the right hand of the father, making intercession for us according to the will of God. So when, when, if we, if we believe that, then our prayers mean something, you know, the prayers of those missionaries mean something to God. The prayers of Kevin, myself, you and Greg, and all of us mean, and the, and the people in the chat room that all, they all mean stuff. They're, they're, they're not just going up there and just, you know, God's going. Oh, I'm, I'm too, I'm too busy right now. I don't want Hagen's praying again. Ah, oh, shoot. You know. Well, the enemy knows that, yeah. and there's nothing more powerful than prayer. And any dream or vision that I've had, and um, I mean, and you know, when I was first uh, saved, um, you know, I dealt with the paralysis, the attacks. When I was younger. And, um, 
you know, prayer, praying to Christ always took care of it. And people, millions of people that I, you know, that I've, you know, that exist out there and people that I've seen online and family members, they go through it. And when they mention Christ's name, it ends. So there's a lot of evidence out there. I don't, you know, you I mean, the supernatural is most of the Bible, for, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, these guys, there should be no question that miracles happen. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, in today's church and that, you know, if it's not the ones trying to get money out of you, they're just not even talking about it. And, um, you know, <laughs> my family, I have, I have family visiting, Greg, from up north. And, um, you know, I told you I grew up Italian Catholic and, you know, they're going, they went they went to the church on Sunday. And, uh, you know, and, and I, asked, I asked I asked my uncle, I said, hey, uh, you ever... Uh, what did he say? I asked. And he goes, uh, very little. And then he asked for money. And I think to myself, you know, I wanted to ask him. I should have asked. Maybe I'll still ask him. I should have asked him, you know, has, have they ever read out of the book of Revelation? Because I know when I was there, they never read out of it. And um, I think about, you know, Greg, with your question about the enemy showing up and how he can manifest. And Bob, I always tell my wife, you know, my wife and I talk about the story you told with your mom in the hospital and how that person showed up. I mean, that blows, that's, that's a great story, but um, yeah. you know, they manifest in any way they want, you know, I, I mean, we're all men here. We've dealt with dreams that are inappropriate. The women have dealt with dreams that are inappropriate. It, it, it's the flesh. The flesh is so out of place and we're, and it's because we're in it. <laughs> But it continues to do what it does. And um, when I have those, I know right away. It's, it's my flesh. My flesh is the enemy. I hate him. He hates me. I'll use whatever, you know, muscles God has given me or the ability to help people. That's about it. Otherwise, it's just it's pure rottenness. And it's been destroyed. And it's been falling since day one. And as we sit here, you know, Adam was the last greatest creation after, you know, before Christ. you know, And then Christ came. But uh, we are far from that. Mm. We are so far from that. And that's another good sign of the end times is that, you know, Billy Graham and these guys, you know, whatever you think of them. And uh, Derek Prince, what a great brother in Christ he is, was and still is. Uh, I love listening to him. Um, you know, this is a man that went around for years, healed people, pulled demons out of people. Churches are not talking about it. And the kids and I have people in my family, you know, I have. I have bad things going on with the, the kids in our families. They're not doing well. And um, this is all demonic possession. I mean, this is all demonic infiltration. If it's not possession, it's infiltration. And um, it's at its peak. And it's just, it's, we're there. And that's why there'll be no more revivals. And that's why if someone mentions, like Bob said, you mentioned Christ. If I just mention, even to people in my family, that I'm a believer, you know, I'm a believer in Christ and this is going on. They look at you like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you believe and say that you believe in Jesus? I know why. It's because they don't read the book. Most people have a problem because they just don't spend time reading it. And they look at you like you're a nut. They just look at you like you're a nut. And I, I, don't, I don't push anything. I've learned... Because now I've learned that it's like, you know, if someone asks me a question about something that people talk about, 
most times I'll say, will it change your life? Is it going to change your relationship with God? Are you going to supernaturally start doing things and going out there and volunteering and trying to preach the word of God or, or reaching out to your neighbors or having, calling me over for prayer? And then the conversation ends. Because what does it matter what I know? Is it going to change you? And that's why I go back to the apostles and people running after them. I mean, they saw themselves getting eaten by, they saw them getting thrown by lions. They wanted to know what they had. And they don't care. People today don't care what we have. And they're not running towards the word. And that's why the enemy has no, very little threat besides the ones that are the remnant for now. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, Joe, you know, it's funny you talk about those people and you, and you tell them about this type of stuff that we talk about here. They do look at you like, you know, you have a telephone pole coming out of your head. OK, but you know what, though? I even catch people who are believers, you know, they, they believe in the, 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 the gospel of grace and that they're saved by grace and stuff like that's a gift from God. But when I start, I'll say, okay, you're a believer. Well, I'll start unloading on them, like the normal stuff that we talk about, about prophecy, what's going on here and there, Shemitahs, all that stuff like that. And they're like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> you know, I just want to walk around, give people hugs, and that's it. You know, so there's a, it's just, just um, you know, my family, you know, I've talked about this before. My family, they're all Catholics. So I came from a Catholic background, Okay. And it was funny, but when I left the Catholic Church, all of a sudden, I was the outcast. You know, they all stuck together. You know, here they are condemning me. Now, I went to a church where I had to drive 45 minutes just to get to that church. And I went twice a week. And they're condemning me when they only go maybe once a year to their church. You know, I thought that was hilarious. You know, <laughs> you're the heretic, though, Bob. You're the heretic. That? You're the heretic, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, you're the one who's not praying to idols. You, how dare you, Bob? How dare you not, not do that? How dare you not say your Hail Marys? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Bob, come on now. You got to get with the program here. Have you done your, your penance? Have you paid your, your, your indulgences? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, I, Bob. You know what? Bob, God is going to reach people. In the, in the darkest depths of certain deceptions. And you were certainly in the middle of, the, of that one with that moving statue in your living room. How creepy is that? That's mm -hmm. creepy. How about That's that? That's creepy. The fact, that, the, the fact that that intersection took place in my life, yeah. a celebrity statue the whole world knows about in right. my living room. Yeah. Okay. And... It's just, uh, and when I remember I told, uh, I started to talk about it casually to L.A. Marzulli. He looked at me like, you and I need to get together and talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because L.A. Marzulli's done a lot of um, research and study on, of course, the uh, Fatima thing that happened, you know, 100 years ago, right? And, um, you know, I mean, he he's very uh, into that of like how people are said, you know, Mary's manifested here or there. So I can see why he'd be really intrigued to talk to you about that. But look what God's done for you, Bob. I mean, look what God's done for believers around the world through you, using you. I mean, he's taking you out of that. 
put you on YouTube for the last 10 years talking about the rapture of all things. I mean, you don't hear Catholics normally talk about the rapture. Let's be honest. Um, you know, you're, you're having all you know, these missionaries all over the place. You're giving out Bibles um, that don't include the uh, the Apocrypha. Not not to say the Apocrypha is bad, just to say that you're not putting out Bibles with the Apocrypha in it. But I mean, God is using you for amazing things, and you're on here every week. You have a heart of gold for for the Word. You have a heart for the end times. I mean you would not be able to survive in the Catholic church. Let's be honest. No if you way. stayed there, they would have kicked you out by now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just where it's at. And you know what? Uh, um, the funny thing is too, like my mom, okay. I keep telling her the gospel of grace and you're wrong about purgatory. You're wrong about going to confession. Everything the Catholic church church teaches is wrong. But, um, you know, she still wants to do these uh, services or what they call masses for my dad who passed away back in 1992. Basically, if someone does not dedicate a mass in your name, you stay in hell or purgatory. Wow. And then you come Where out. Where does it after, say that in the Bible? Which verse is that, Bob? Yeah, that's what I told her. And I was like, okay, mom. All right. So let me get this straight. So you have been doing a mass for dad every single year since 1993 or 92. Now, I was like, like, well, if you're doing it every single year, don't you think the first one would have (laughs) worked? Yeah. And now you're taking up these masses that other people can be using, but you're giving them to dad and dad's already in heaven. It didn't take, Bob. It didn't take. (laughs) So I guess now... I wasn't listening that year. The the phone wasn't on the hook. I mean, what... Listen, where where, where is, is that verse regarding that, Bob? Is that like First Opinion Seven? I mean, yeah, first. I, I don't, I'm wondering, like, where do these things come from? These doctrines of men that people say, "Oh, that's that's biblical. That's our that's our religion because it's biblical." And it's like, where is it in the Bible? You can't find it. And then they just they don't look for it themselves. They just take for granted that these traditions are of God when they're actually of men. Mm-hmm. They're of men. This that religion, that that Catholic religion, Bob, is so much about men, and just like the power of men and doctrines of men, and they all those things. They, yeah, they worship men. Yeah, uh, it's it's. I mean, they have, they say that that the Pope is like Christ incarnate here. I mean, I mean, it, if you just look at the history of the popes, you you come to the quick conclusion that these. These aren't the most righteous people in the world. I mean, they're, in fact, mm-hmm. some of the most evil in the past. Right. So, you know, if you're going to go off of those kind of things and say that these things are true, but that yet the history shows the op- actual opposite, I mean, yeah. come on now. They can't see it for some reason. I, the, the indoctrination is so strong. I don't understand it. Deception. Huh? It's deception, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, de- I mean, you're deceived by these doctrines of men, right? Yeah, I, I think, I think about, I compare it almost to like a, imagine a gangster or an extortionist, right? How do they make money? They find out something you did wrong, or they have dirt on you, and then they extort you for money. Oh, Constantine like- in the Catholic Church basically was a way for them to start controlling the huge revival that was happening with the Christians. He made it legal. And then 
they were able to set their own rules, and then the Pope started to change things. But long story short, they ask you to go into a box every week, tell them all your dirt, then they give you a way out, ask you for money on the way out, and it also just happens to be strong information for the Pope and all the other intelligence uh, officers in the Vatican. So if they ever need to come for you or ask you to do something, then they have you because, you know, maybe the guy showed up and said he touched somebody he wasn't supposed to touch. And they said, well, listen, we understand how that works, but we need you to, you know. So the dirt and the deception is sky high. Sky. Jesus Mm -hmm. said, come to me, lay it on me, and I will take it from you, and I will walk with you, and I will carry it. And that's the deal. And by the way, it's free. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. and 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 but they put themselves in these prisons in these boxes with the masses and the the Hail Marys. Like you know, I always said, my wife, I said, when they show up, at, you know, at the Great White and all all these judgments, and um, you know, Mary, I got a feeling Mary is going to have a chance to speak and be like, you know, how dare you? What were you doing? Yeah, you know, how dare mm-hmm. you? When my son is the one that laid the, you know, like you know, there's going to be a lot of opinions up there. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 all going to be referring to their books of first opinions and second opinions. The the um, seriously, like when the angel angel appears and it's like all oh, worship the angels. The angels like, don't you dare, don't you dare. Do you stand up? You know, you're not. You, I'm not. I'm not God. I mean, you got to believe that that Mary's going to set a lot of people straight up there. Of course. Um, you got to hope that that a lot of them are. are do believe that Jesus actually died for their sins and that it wasn't Mary and that it was actually Jesus. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people in that religion really understand what Jesus did for us. And, and look at you, you, all, all I can say is you really hope that they, that they get past all that, that dogma and that doctrine that's wrong and, and are able to focus on, Jesus and the salvation that, that, that God provided using his son. I mean, that's the only thing you can hope for. And that later on, when the perfect comes, Greg, that they'll be corrected, just like I'm sure we will be corrected on certain things. Although Bob Barber says that he's got it down pat. So he's, he doesn't yeah. think he's going to get any correction. So. <laughs> I've been corrected myself on stuff we're talking about. <laughs> you do a video and then the next week you're like, you know what? I didn't. That was wrong. <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> but you know but, what? I took, but isn't that kind of one thing that the people of this world don't aren't really doing right now? It's like when no. they're wrong about something, they just double down on wrong. They don't. They don't say, "Hey, can't admit it. Uh, can I apologize? I didn't get that right. You know, let's make this better." They just go, "Yeah, that's that's right. That's the way it was." And we're going to do this and that. And you're like, "Whoa, that's just doubling down on stupid." Hmm. Right. You know, the deception is really great right now. You know, have you seen those videos on YouTube when these UFO lights show up in Portugal and those areas like that? The people on the bus started going crazy. They think yeah. it's Mary. They're crying. And they're, <laughs> and, you know, I was like, do you think these people are primed for deception? Oh, yeah. Do you think so, Greg? I, I think they're primed. I think- I think they're primed for deception, but it's oh, not yeah. just them. I mean, wait till this comes, the stuff just comes out of the woodwork over here, too, sure. on the West. I mean, forget mm-hmm. it. You know, people, I mean, what does it say in Revelation? Men's hearts will fail them yeah. for fear of what is coming upon the earth. Yeah. I mean, that should, that in itself should tell you something. 
Mm-hmm. Men's carts are failing them since gas has hit $4.50 a gallon. <laughs> Wait till it hits $400 a gallon or uh, your, your loaf of bread is, uh, you know, is a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. It's a day's wage. Yeah. We can, mean, we can smile about this folks. Cause we know what's coming. We know it's around the corner and, and we're not worried about it because no. we have Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I have and, uh, speaking of oil. Uh, I guess uh, now Biden's like, you know what, Russia, we're not taking your oil no more. I want to oh, show you. I was like, okay, where are we getting oil from, Joe? Yeah, so really. Turn up a pipeline. I'm like, that. We'll just get oil from somewhere else. Really, Joe? We've got nine thousand leases that are not being used, yeah, down from forty thousand, and the nine thousand leases are waiting on permits and right of way and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, you know, it's just double speak, isn't it? Right. This is how we're going to get ten dollars a gallon. I think it's coming. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's coming, ten dollars a gallon. You know, the Bible talks about this uh, new one world religion, and it's going to be earth worship. And they know that earth worship means no carbons. How dare you do this to our mother earth? You know, so they worship the earth. And in order to worship the earth, you have to get rid of the uh, all the carbons out there. And you know, of course, they're okay with dropping a few nukes to get that accomplished, even though the nukes absolutely just destroys the earth, you know, <laughs> far beyond what any amount of carbon could do from a volcano or anything. But, but, but they're okay with that. But, Bob, I mean, carbon dioxide is actually good for the earth, okay? Mm-hmm. When carbon dioxide is, there's more carbon dioxide, things are greener, things are better, things are, are I mean, Less that's just. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, and then, and then they're like, "What? No, carbon dioxide is bad. Don't you know that's the, that's what everyone believes now?" And I'm it's just like, it, how them. how has anti science become science? Well, the only way that can happen is if the Bible's true and it says that good's going to become evil and evil's going to become good and everything's going to be upside down at the end. That's what we're seeing. Are we not seeing everything upside down? That logic is now illogical. And that illogical things are like, you must believe that. I mean, that, that is really what the, the day and age that we're in. Mm-hmm. Half the country is under mental disorder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've lost their minds. Yeah, that's the, uh, it's basically it's the rise of the dark kingdom. It's the rise of Satan's kingdom. Ooh, and uh-huh. it's clown world. It's clown world logic. Compared, that's why evil is good and good is evil. Okay. Greg, can you get static for Clown World? Where, where is your static? I was just thinking of that. I mean, Bob's going to come up with a new phrase every week. All right? Let's just be honest. Pull up Sid Roth. I like his face. Pull up Clown Sid. World. Yeah. What do you call it? Rise of the Dark Kingdom? Uh, I don't know yeah. if Sid would be, uh, yeah, he wouldn't like that too much. But the thing is, that's where, you know, like anything, any legislation they pass, you're like, why would they do something like that? They know that would hurt us. Yeah. They know that will kill people. They know that will destroy the country. You, Why are they doing this? Well, because this is part of Satan's kingdom. Yeah. And in Satan's kingdom, you have global communism on steroids. That's what it is. And in order to accomplish this, you know, a lot of bad things need to be changed. And there has to be, and somehow, some way, they have convinced all the morons out there to say to themselves, this is a good thing. Yeah, by all means, bring the communism in. We're ready for it. It's going to be great. It's all going to be equal now. All those rich people out there, now they're going to be just like us. Mm-hmm. You know, you idiots. <laughs> you don't realize this, all the rich people out there that are putting you into that position so that they're rich and you're right. poor? 
I mean, dirt poor. Okay, yeah. they're going to create a gulf, a big gulf between you and them. Okay, and that's what they're doing. They're driving the price of everything down. That's why the stock market's crashing. The value of everything is going down. Everything is just the value of it all going down, and all the inflation is going way up. So you can't afford to buy any of it. You got to sell it all just to maintain your life. And what do they do? They come in and buy it all up, and now they own it all. So now when the crap really hits the fan, they're like, well, since we own everything, I guess we could tell you what to do. Right, well, you don't own anything, right? Right. Well, let's get serious real quick. How long is this sustainable? I want to know. How long really is this world system that we have right now, the economy in the world, and all the, the nations that are in extreme debt, including the United States, which is way underwater. I mean, you know, economists are saying it's actually impossible to ever pay this back. I mean, impossible. It's not exactly. I mean, just print, print out of nowhere, backed by nothing, uh, you know, off the gold standard, uh, off any kind of standard. The Fed is not even part of the United States government. It's just a, an agency that just that just prints up money whenever it wants to and lends it to the United States. And the more that they lend, the more that they make. So why wouldn't they print up as much as they possibly could? I mean, it's backed by nothing. The, the world economy is seeing inflation go crazy. We're seeing supply chain craziness all over the place with food shortages, fuel shortages. People don't even want to make fuel because they've got the, they're, they're worshiping the creation instead of the creator. Bob, how long is this going to, to, to have to continue on until it just bursts, until it just blows up? I mean, you've got to, you've got to think that when this economy this world economy crashes, that is, that, that's going to cause major calamity. And I think that that sounds like something that would happen during the tribulation. So the question is, is like, how close are we to that? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because the Lord kept on putting that on my heart. You know, can we sustain what we're doing right now and continue to go down the tubes like we are doing right now for another seven years past this September. Can we do this for another whole Shemitah cycle? Can we do it? I, you know, I, we I if we did, uh, if we did, according to uh, the, the Deagle reports, for example, uh, about 95% of the population of the world would be gone. Okay. Even, uh, I got a report here that said that, that the e, an EMP, according to the Naval War College, if an EMP takes place, which we know is coming, 90% of People in the country will be dead in two yeah, years. Two, yeah, exactly. Two years. So if an EMP would happen right now, 90% dead in two years. Hold on a second. The Deagle report said that they'll have 90, 90% depopulation by 2024. Hmm. Right. So obviously there are no plans of anything good for this country or worldwide going all the way to 2029. So does that does, so is, do I think that's pointing at the fact that perhaps this next Shemitah cycle, the seven-year cycle, will be the tribulation cycle? Can that be the case? Well, I don't think, like I said, I don't think we can sustain this and sustain life on this planet with all this going on for another seven more years. That's a good point. Jesus did say that he, unless he returned, no flesh would be saved. Right. So there is so there is a sense of urgency at a certain point to actually return. Otherwise, there's nothing to return to. Right. So, I mean, you're looking at what's going on now. 
with possible, you know, threats of nuclear war. Um, you're, you, you've got major economic things that are hitting right now, but the worst is yet to come. I mean, I'm not even talking about the tribulation, Bob. I'm talking about pre-tribulation. There's still worse to come. I mean, we could see this on the horizon right now. We talked about this earlier. Gas price is super high right now, but I mean, I'm hearing six, seven, up to 10 bucks a gallon possibly, and, and not like years down the road. Where they're talking like possibly by Memorial Day, July 4th. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a big dream, man. California right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, they have over $7 a gallon in California right now in some places. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll keep pushing it. You know what? It's it's going, guys. They are. They cannot put this back in the bag. It's full steam ahead, isn't it? Full steam ahead. Right. Yeah. You know what? That's another great point. You know, the end times is like a like a locomotive. You know, mm-hmm. that thing takes a while start to get going, and it's real slow, and it starts moving. But, you know, there's so many things happening now. When that train gets up to full speed, let's say it's like a bullet train, you know, and that bullet train whipping down the track. When the, you ever see a train that goes in front of you guys at a train stop and the train is going so fast, but yet you're still trying to read the graffiti on the side of the train, you know, <laughs> I tried to, oh, well, you know, and that's what's happening to us right now. We're trying to keep up with all these reports and trying to see, does he look what's going on? Look what's going on. I get, I, I can't, I can't keep, I can't see him. Well, even if you see him, Bob. Fast now. Well, What's even that? if you see him, Bob, even if you see him, are you actually seeing the truth? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much stuff that are we seeing is is actual deception? I mean, because I'm I, I'm questioning almost pretty much everything that I'm seeing these days to try to figure out whether or not it's manipulation and deception. And I'm spending more of my time actually trying to figure that out than actually watching the deception. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, you, it's it, it's become quite difficult now because just in this this la- this whole thing regarding the U- Ukraine Russia stuff, you, you're seeing videos of things from seven years ago, and mm-hmm. saying this was yesterday, and you're like, wait a minute, this was seven years ago. This picture was taken twelve years ago, or eight years ago, or four years ago, and, then, and they're saying that it was just last week. So, so you got to wonder then at that point, why are they doing those things? I mean, they're obviously trying to to sell a narrative. This is full steam ahead, Greg. They they are, they want to go down this path. Okay, this is not something that they're all like, oh my gosh, we got to stop this, and we can't have this, and we can't do that. I mean, the fact is, is their policies that they do and the decisions that they make, we look at them and we go. Well, that all that's going to do is make it worse. <laughs> well, now they've come to the point where it's crisis after crisis. So you, yeah, they know that more people are going to start seeing through this thing. They right. they can't stop it. They have to keep going, and they have to yeah. keep that momentum. Um, at this point, it, it it could very well just <laughs> go. I mean, as quicker than we really anticipate. Well, and everything's about division, isn't it? I mean, think about it. They're they're using this Ukrainian Russian situation in order to divide people in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't, don't say they're not because they, they 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 absolutely are. They're like, you're not on this side, are you? You're on this side. You got to be on this side. And it's like, 
what, what, what side do you, do I want to be on? I want to be on the side where it's like, I don't like people getting killed in war period. I don't like that. I don't, I, I, I don't like it. Does that mean that I got to take a, a side of one party or one person's idea? Or did you see this person on this channel say this? And are you on their side? And it's just like, I'm on Jesus's side. I'm looking for Jesus to come back. I'm not looking for, for, to, you know, to, to jump on the bandwagon of some political pundit and say I'm on his side, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of deception. I mean, a lot of stuff they're putting out right now, you know, it has to make you wonder who's behind all that stuff and what's their end game with all that. Yeah. You know, they're doing it for a reason, you know, okay. if people are taking the time and risking their credibility by bringing up, a bunch of stuff and posting it from seven or eight years ago, you know, to try to push a narrative now, <laughs> you know, is absolutely insane. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, there's a, what did Jesus say? The first thing he told us that the first thing he told the apostles, do not be deceived. Not be deceived. So I guess deception is going to be a major narrative that you have to deal with right now, going to the rapture resurrection. And, People wonder, how bad can it get before the rapture resurrection? Well, we're not going to face the mark of the beast, but I I believe we're going to face the, the pre-protocols of it. You know, take this uh, mandate or else you lose your bank account. Take this or else you cannot go into the store. You can't buy yourself unless you get this. You know, it can easily start with those little mandates. Or here's another thing for you. Um I hear now, what, you know, what all the banks are doing now, as far as shutting down. Uh, who was a uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, um, executive order? Basically, just handed all the control of the cryptocurrency activity in America over to the Federal Reserve. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for making it more centralized. Great. Yeah. Good and job. Let them be in control of it. That worked out great for us. Sure. Yeah. You know, that, so, I mean, as far as I know, Bob, our does, doesn't our Constitution say that Congress? Is the only entity that can actually print any money? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder where that went out the, out the come window. On, man. Yeah, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> what, what's going on here, Bob? I mean, we we are seeing like the the destruction of the human race. We are seeing it take place right in front of our very eyes. And unless Jesus intervenes, and I'm wondering, you know, I just got, got this thought and, and just maybe correct correct this thought, but I just got this thought that what if not only is the tribulation there for, of course, Israel to come to the, to the knowledge that Jesus is their Messiah, but other people also, of course, Gentiles as well, will come to the saving grace and knowledge of salvation through the tribulation, but the tribulation causes these crises that occur, but there's so many of them going on that people can't kill every everybody because they're focused on other crises. Right. So it actually prolongs the duration of humankind not obliterating itself. I mean, is that, yeah. do you think that's a possibility as well? Is like, because think of it, when, when people have to go through crises and all these different things are going on, you have less time to actually go out and try to kill somebody when you're trying to survive yourself. Right. You know, uh, we just came out of a medical crisis and we went right into a war crisis. So, hmm, hmm. I see how that was all engineered. 
because the medical crisis set everything up perfectly for this war crisis. You know, so after the war crisis, Bob, is it alien crisis? Well, it's going to eventually get to that, you know, because they're, they're going to come down here yeah. and save us from ourselves. That's that's going to be a crisis, don't you think? Yeah, that that's that that's a crisis later on that the church will have to deal with. Okay, <laughs> but that that's a, that's going to be another crisis because now you got to try to take all that in. The, oh my god, <laughs> we have these you know these big grays come down here first and you're all trying these to kill people. me in my dream, and now you're trying to say, hey, I can save you and yeah. give you a better life. And all okay. these people have, are disappeared. Right. And where, where's my where's my children? <laughs> That's going to be a crisis, right? So, yeah, absolutely. It's just one crisis after the next, after the next. And I tell you what, you get left behind the the rapture resurrection. Well, at least all these crises they're going through, we're going through right now. It's going to prepare all the people who are going to be left behind for you know the next crisis, the huge crisis. Of the rapture resurrection event, at least they'll be somewhat prepared for it. You be like, "What happened now?" Okay, all the people disappeared. Okay, all right, now how do we deal with this? You know, what do we do for the last crisis? You, you know? know, for some reason, Bob, I don't think that they're going to take it well. I just don't think they're going to they're going to react very well. I mean, just looking at the way people are reacting right now to these crises, I I don't think they're going to handle it well. And just think. What are the climate change activists are going to, what are they going to be saying when the sun is shining and scorching people seven times hotter? Boy, they really are going to ratchet up the electric car stuff then, aren't they? I mean, they think you're doing it now. Wait until then. I mean, you won't be able to, you won't be able to have anybody discuss anything except for climate change during that period of time. I would. They would probably be saying we failed. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez would go, you know what? I told you it was 11 years, and we're at nine years right now, and we've got two to go, and this is the proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure those angels holding back the winds in the four corners of the earth, they're going to be like, you know what? When we let this stuff go, make sure we open up the EMP field. When the EMP hits, make sure open up the electromagnetic field over the green headquarters of the world. Open it up there first and let that get burnt up. <laughs> first <laughs> talk about Babylon has fallen has fallen I mean yeah that's uh woe woe to the inhabitants of the earth at that point um mm-hmm. but but look at we th- th- this is very serious stuff that we're going through right now but you know as you can tell for the people who are watching this video not just in the chat room but just anybody who stumbles upon this video are we sitting here trembling and afraid and this and that no, absolutely not. Is it because we're all independently wealthy like George Soros and we have no money worries in the in the world regarding anything of this? No, absolutely not. We're just regular guys trying to make it through. But at the same time, we can make it through this because we have the Lord Jesus Christ on our side. This is why we're able to discuss these things and not be afraid. It's no matter what overtakes us, no matter what happens, we know that death and sin will never overtake us. It can't. It's no, there's nothing that's going to be able to separate us. So th- this is really the key here is that we're going to go through tough times. We're going to continue to go through tough times. And if we didn't go through tough times, Greg, I'd be wondering where the end is. Like, wh- are we getting closer to the end? If everything was getting better and better, I'd be like, 
this Bible is just uh, not saying what's actually taking going to take place. Or either we're not there yet, but when we see these things take place, we know we're really close. This is a, this is this is the verse that we keep on coming back to. Is that we're 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 not going to be able to be separated from the love of God, no matter what comes our way, and that we are here to be disciples of Christ and to share the gospel of salvation and to edify each other, to pick each other up in these times. And if somebody's going through a bad time, give them some time. Give them, give them a little bit of your time. Talk them through it and uh, and have a discussion and, uh, and 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 help them. I mean, that that's what we're here for right now. And, th- you know, things are definitely coming to a head here pretty quick, though, Bob. I don't see this being able to be sustained for for much longer. No, absolutely not. And, uh, I mean, what do you think, Joe? Well, I think, um, like I mentioned, the the wealthy and the timing of everything, perfect storms are not perfect. They're they're designed. Yeah. And when the pandemic started, oil dropped because they knew nobody was going to be driving. Now we have a bad guy in another country that controls less than 10% of our oil and gases are going through the roof. Meanwhile, there's no shortage. There's no gas stations that are empty. In fact, they're all fully loaded. Walt yeah. Disney World is fully, it's been fully booked for the past nine days. They increased their prices. They changed the way they do things. The executives gave themselves a raise. This whole thing is planned. They expect everybody to go on vacation this year. The mandates in the mass were dropped the very day he gave the State of the Union. Like, I hate to get impatient, but like, who the who would believe this garbage? Are the who? gas stations near you empty? No. No. And they're not going to be all summer. Are they full? Yeah. yeah, I guess doing really good. I don't, I don't see them, but I don't see them like having lines down the street and gas rationing and things like that. No, because no. they, they want the the pumps are going to be full all summer. Yeah, because they're going to make up the money because people are dying to do things, and the guy who's bringing home ninety plus thousand a year, whether it be up north or in Florida, is going to go out way and he's going to do things. And the poor will always never. The poor will always be poor, but the whole thing is a sham. I don't. I don't listen. I can't say what's going on in Ukraine, but I know that the whole thing is planned as far as the oil goes. Chevron is now talking about creating a gas pipeline. So whether they use this as the problem reaction solution to make more money, but no, he's gonna. He's an oil man, and that's why I don't think it's you know. If Jesus told these guys, be ready, because I could come at any time, we didn't, where was Magog then? Where was Russia then? Where was the invasion of Israel? It doesn't make any sense. Like when people like all over the Internet are like, you know, and I get it. This is what we want. You know, we're expecting this to happen, and it's going to happen. But then I think about if Jesus told the apostles the very time he was alive, when he resurrected, told them, I'm coming back. At any moment, be ready for me at any moment. 
And then they taught that to us. Well, Putin wasn't around then. We had no pipelines or anything like that. So I think the whole thing is theater. And I think that when the when that real when that when that sky cracks open, it's going to be a world that you don't recognize the same way as if I took you and I dropped you in the middle of the Amazon with no cell phone and I said and and they just dropped you there. And that was your new world and you had to figure it out. It's going to be so night and day when the Harpazzo happens that we're sitting here talking about, you know, the things that could happen. But I think I, I think to myself that it's going to be so supernaturally different in the things going on that thank you, Jesus, we won't be here for that because, you know, and I know we can only deal with what we, we see and understand and what the Spirit shows us. I've been shown things that, Bob, you know, supernatural, not supernatural, but like earthly events that are pretty terrifying that they're, you know, as far as nature goes. And um, that was, I believe, a real. But I think the rest of it will be, like Bob said, you'll have these pastors doing, you know, psychotic things. And I think Joe Biden is not the guy that's going to reign and rule. And I personally, in my opinion, I, I think the Antichrist is in his mid-20s right now. And I think he's going to rule somewhere near around the same age as Jesus. Because Jesus, he imitates everything Jesus does. And I think when he shows up, he'll be between 30 and 33. And I think right now he's in his late 20s. I think Bob's time frame isn't inaccurate. I think between five and 10 years, something's got to happen. But I don't think that what's happening right now, I think what's happening right now is they're just ripping us off. They're just stealing from us. Yeah, they're siphoning our pockets right now. The families that run the world have plans for 150 years for their family. They don't plan like us where we plan for 30 years. They plan generational. So as far as the money they spend, a billion dollars takes 36,000 years if you spend a thousand dollars a second, I think, or something crazy like that. Yeah. Well, they got another thing coming to them because uh, there's, n- there's no way this is going for another 150 years, Bob. I mean, come on. This, no. There's no way. I mean, listen, we, the Bible talks about all these things that are going to happen at the end, and and we see them, and we're experiencing them, and yet most of the world doesn't do, do, is just like going through these things, reacting to it, not understanding why this is happening. I mean, but you got to look at a bigger picture and the bigger picture is that Jesus is about ready to return. And he said he was going to come back like a thief. So, I mean, a thief is like, you're not expecting a thief. I mean, you're not, you're not sitting there watching and he does says all these parables like saying, Hey, if you knew that the, the guy was coming to take your stuff. You'd be up watching, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing. But we're in the minority. Let's be honest. The world is is ripe for the taking uh, in terms of having, you know, deception come upon them, Jesus coming upon them, and, and they're not ready, and then accepting a false messiah, an antichrist. The world is ready for that, and we see that. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, that's, I mean, you're, you're going to be able, you're, you're ripe for the picking. I mean, you are just sitting out there exposed. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got, you got to get with it. You got to get, if you're, if you're not, if you don't understand what's going on around you, find Jesus. And guess what? The next thing you'll know is you'll start understanding what's going on. Because the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit will give that to you. So, Joe, you're absolutely right when you say, 
that they are they are really trying to pilfer as many people as they possibly possibly can. But they've got another thing coming to them, though. Ultimately, oh, yeah. they, I oh, mean, yeah. they're going to get their they are going to get their recompense. Okay, mm-hmm. they are going to get it. They're going to get the judgment. Right. Is there uh, questions, Greg? Uh, Chester has some questions. He said. Okay, I know. I answered them to you. I know I answered those questions in the uh, in the uh, chat, mm-hmm. but um, he has them right here. There are only a few questions. He says, "What will happen during the hour of silence?" That's actually a half hour of silence in the middle of the tribulation. I don't know. My guess we're probably going to be praying for all those who are about to see God's wrath on the earth. Mm. Okay, but it's going to be a horrible, horrible time. But that's what my guess it will be. He says, well, high gas prices lead to carbon mandates. Oh, like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) You know, they're trying to force us out of our cars, trying to force us out of our homes. They're trying to force us out of anything that resembles any kind of freedom Mm -hmm. in our life. I would say watch watch California for like some kind of car car tax, carbon tax that anybody who owns a car. And they're going to make it so complicated. You got to have your mileage and a calculation, and you got to deduct this and blah blah blah. They're probably just going to they're probably going to try to pass something like that pretty soon on their taxes, I would think. Yeah, or even go as and they'll, they'll get their foot in the door with that, and then eventually it'll just end up being if you drive if you own a car, it's illegal. It has to be uh, <laughs> repossessed from you. It's illegal. It's illegal to own a car. You know, hey, they made it illegal to own gold at one point at the Depression, so I guess they could make right. it illegal to own an asset like a car. Well, yeah, unless it's an electric car, Bob. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can own an electric car, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and make sure that the coal-fired plants that are, that support it, the supply and the energy are all fired up, too. So, you know, that really makes a lot of sense, you know. it's like Yeah, but they're possible. trying to take that away from you, too. So Yeah, yeah. Car. Craig, yeah. remember, I heard in New York they were trying to get rid of fireplaces. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Buttigieg was the one who said. I haven't heard that one, but Buttigieg was the one who said that he was looking for some kind of per mile tax on cars and stuff, and that like was immediately shot down. But that's federal. Wait till they start putting it out on some of these states. I mean, I think that you're probably right. And Bob, they might just ratchet all the way up to the to it's illegal. Mm -hmm. Like how dare you? How dare you hurt the climate like that? You car you you car driver, right? (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's a slow boil, right? Everything's a slow yeah. boil. Right. Okay, but now they're, they're I think they're getting a little impatient. They're turning the heat up a little bit too quickly right now. <laughs> but it's not chasing a frog out of the pot, but it's starting to freak the frog out. Okay. Yeah. So they're moving, they're moving faster than they want to move. But um You have a frog you know, static, Greg. Yeah. You need a frog um, static there. Chester asked him a question here. He goes, will Satan use the Democratic Party to be reelected in 2022 so they can continue moving forward, ushering the new world order? Um, you know, one of two things are going to happen in this midterm elections. We're going to see a repeat of what happened in November 2020, which would set the whole country off into a civil war. Yeah. They're like, dude, come on. Wow. You can't do that. It's, it's time to go to war. I could see them doing that. Okay, or we have a red wave, and now you got a bunch of Republicans are going to bow to Satan and usher in the beast system. And Trump and his alien buddies. 
according yeah. to Stephen Bendenoon. Yep. Oh, yeah, Trump's <laughs> alien buddies. Well, I could see either way we lose. Either way you lose. I think, I think Chester. I think Chester's on the side that he. I think he thinks that Hillary Clinton is the Antichrist. I, I think that he, <laughs> I think I think that he thinks that. But um, but here's the point: is that that side's no good. And the side that sides with the aliens and the reptilians calling them are our friends, they're no good. So, I mean, which which side are you going to take at that point? Everyone's going to be against you if you're on the side of Jesus. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm just going to shoot up. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's a good side to leave the earth. I'll let you guys figure it out. The uptime side. (laughs) That's right. That's what time. That's what time it'll be. Uptime. Uptime. There you go. You want to read a question about the chapter in Revelation where it says that Christ will return with a name no one knows but him alone. What if he only allows us to call him Christ or Jesus, but those aren't his name? Those aren't his name. <laughs> it sounds awfully complicated. Um, I have a feeling that that God is not going to make it complicated for us to call him by name. I think that, that uh, I mean... You know, uh, listen, Christ, Christ returns with a name that no one is. He, he does. It's true. He's, he's got it written on him, right? And, uh, nobody knows. But um, that doesn't mean it's not known forever. <laughs> that could just mean like a temporary thing. Um, or it could just mean something that he comes back with a name that, that no one no one knows on earth that can recognize it. Yet we know. I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of things. But let's. I, I just wouldn't get too worried about it because I mean I don't think that you're that God's going to be like, what did you call me? You know I mean come on let's be honest we're 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 gonna be, we're his sons we're we're the sons of the Father He loves us He's going to to teach us a lot of new things um, I, I can't imagine that He's not going to want us to know what His name is. Yeah, I like. I see myself saying, "Call him Abba Father." Yeah, you know what do I? You know, if my dad was still alive, I still call him dad. There you go. You know, if we if we were together alive twenty million years from now, I still call him dad. <laughs> yeah. Steve honor, says, Steve says as long as you don't call Jesus late for dinner, because mm-hmm. that that is rude. That's probably a little rude, I would think. <laughs> you don't want to be rude to Jesus. Although, um, I got I got to say that the the wedding supper is going to be some some kind of feast, and uh, I don't think I don't think anyone who belongs there. Is going to be late, so uh, we're all going nice. to be just on time. Well said, awesome. All right, we have another Chester question, Bob. Bring that up. Oh no, I think I covered them all. Okay, Mom, yeah. let me do a Chester question for you. No, I'm just kidding. Bob. Do you think in 20, 2024, uh during the, the the election of twenty twenty four, do you think that the Republicans will take the House, or do you think the Democrats will hold on to the Senate? Uh, and, and when they do that, do you think that President Trump is going to be the, the Speaker of the House in 2024 or the President of the United States in 2024? You know, that, those are all great questions. Um, Thanks. I got them from Chester. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, you know, it's almost like the same questions every week. Once I see if I'm changing my mind. I love Chester's questions. Yeah. They're, they're, always, <laughs> they're, they're great. They're, they're, very, they're very thought-provoking. Yeah. And, he, and he, I think he believes, Bob, that you actually do know the future. And, um, you know, if you do know the future, Bob, make sure you, you, you tell us first. Because, I mean, if you just give it out to, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of your subscribers, yeah. then... That, you know, then what are, what are we to you? You know, we, we want to be on the inside track. 
Well, I, here's a uh, here's something I could predict 100% right now. Uh, glorifying Jesus says, will cash be around till the rapture? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Cash is definitely going out like you wouldn't believe. Okay, that that's a given. That needs to be destroyed. That needs to be removed so that way they can usher in a new world order. So we know it's going down. We know it's going to disappear. How it's going to happen, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, it doesn't look good for it right now because what's going on in Ukraine and Russia with all the run on the banks now and everything else that's happening right now, the new legislation and, and the fact that, you know, Cryptocurrency now is being, you know, brought toward the front, forefront now, and uh, even if you own Bitcoin, you're still not out of the woods because they can regulate that, and you, can, you have basically only way you can buy and sell with a Bit card, and they could just. Oh, you yeah, card. you're seeing that happen right now. Yeah, where it's like, sorry, in this country, we no longer accept these forms of payments. So, yeah. I mean, it, there's a any. You know, if people don't accept crypto to actually purchase a good, and then they also don't let you trade it in for fiat, well, then what do you have? Yeah, you got a digital wallet, digital cash that's sitting there, but you can't use it. What what mm-hmm. good is that going to do when you have gold and silver? And no, and 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 the guy's like, I want to eat. I got this gold bar, and the guy's like, Well, I'm not going to trade trade you anything for that gold bar because I would I can't eat that either. What's your gold and your silver going to do for you at a certain point as well? But I do hope, Bob, that it, it, it's after the rapture, because if, if we weren't able to use cash anymore, I mean, what would you do? You have a back 40 that you're that you're uh, plowing uh, and, and growing food out of, because if you are. Then I then I'll be coming to your place. So uh, because I don't have that here, so I don't have any. I'm not going to be able to barter food for food uh, with much that I've got. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think it's going to we're going to get squeezed a little bit, but it's not going to be no holds barred until after the rapture because the Book of Revelation lays out the mark of the beast and exactly what it is, and you can't buy or sell unless you have it. So, yeah, things really get ugly after the rapture because the book of Revelation is about the tribulation period. And, of course, you know, when the when the four horsemen are released, specifically the black horse and the scales, okay, when that bad boy is released, you are paying a day's wage for a loaf of bread, hmm. okay? That's what's going to happen at that time. But right. in the meantime, we are looking at a setup. So that way, when that horse shows up, that prophecy can be fulfilled because things have to be in a certain, um, the world needs to be in a certain, certain, a certain position mm-hmm. for that to happen. You don't, know, don't even uh, feel like that, that, that gauge wage is basically going to be subsidized by a currency that yeah. is either like, you know, a digital dollar or a world dollar or some kind of, you know, new, new fangled currency or something like that. That's going to be like, Oh, you should just be thankful that you're getting anything because your your old money's worthless, kind of thing. You know, it's just like because yeah. at that point, what they could do that they could just say, "Look, here's here's your daily stipend, you know, and it's right. enough for you to eat." Good yeah. luck. It would have to be an asset backed uh, currency, maybe even digital currency, maybe from the UN, right? Yeah, the UN 
asset back digital currency. You imagine UN bucks. I mean, UN bucks. And they're like so much better than the dollar. I mean, it's, you know, their advertising campaign. The dollar is just completely crashed. UN bucks. Get your trade in your dollars for UN bucks here. It's like a hundred, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to the to one UN dollar. And you're like, mm-hmm. boy, that sucks. That exchange rates, that exchange rates pretty bad. <laughs> well, hey, this, this one last great. question here. There you go. Is this what you're looking at? Do you think that the demon locust coming out of the pit will be from CERN? Well, they're definitely coming out of the pit, which is coming out of the earth, wherever that's from. And I did a video about that last week where there's a water membrane supposedly keeping these things back underneath the second ocean of the world. And the membrane is beginning to break down. Doesn't mean that they're passing through it right now, but it's starting to break down where perhaps a key is able to open it at that point. That would be Revelation 9.3. The angel. So, yeah. And Angel's got a key to that pit, right? Yeah. CERN doesn't help. Because CERN's trying to pry open the door, you know. But that door is going to be pretty beat up from CERN. But that door will, will not open until that angel comes down with that key. Right. So that would be my answer for that. And uh, this other woman here, Jerry Eagle, she has a great question. What does it mean to pray that your flight doesn't happen in the winter? I mean, Jesus warns them about that. That's basically not my those flight. who have to flood, those who have to flee to the mountains. That's not my flight, Bob. That's not my flight either. Okay, they have to flee on foot to the mountains when the armies begin to compass uh, Jerusalem. That's, that's not, not for us. the abomination for... of desolation, correct? Yeah, yeah, so that would be for that. that. That's that's speaking to the Jewish remnant, right? Is what that's speaking about. That's speaking about the people who are going to heed that word and be protected in the wilderness for one thousand two hundred sixty days. Right. Another question here is: Do you see what do you see happening first? Damascus and ruins. Or the Gog invasions. I see Damascus and ruins first. Yeah. When Damascus gets destroyed, that gives everybody a reason to go over there and you know come down on come down on Israel. True. Because I think Israel will destroy Damascus eventually. And well, that's what it says in, in um, Isaiah mm-hmm. seventeen. Yeah. It says yeah. that it is Israel. Mm-hmm. The, the children of Israel are going to yeah. destroy Damascus. So you, you think about Israel destroying a, a city like that. And the repercussions that would happen from that? Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That would make sense there. And uh, let's see here. Is Gog and the Antichrist the same or not? Mm. You know, there's a lot of mystery in the whole Gog thing. Gog was a, uh, a spirit, a principality spirit that was present back at the uh, almost the launch of the tribulation 2,000 years ago. Gog mm-hmm. is a principality. So it's a specific name, Gog and Magog. Okay, so doesn't mean that that same Prince Spirit is not alive in the same position in the Middle East today. That spirit has been in control over many different people over many years. Right, but he controls the Middle East. It's a Prince prince Spirit, a a Kingpin Spirit over the Middle East. He controls all those countries that are surrounding Israel. Those are his boys. So, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody just said, so during the seven-year tribulation, the Gentiles have missed the boat? Hey, I'm a Gentile. I don't plan on missing the boat. Do you, Bob? <laughs> I'm not no. missing any boat. No, I'm not. I'm okay. not missing no boats, man. I'm getting on that ark. <laughs> Jesus That's Christ, right. man. I'm getting amen. on here. Amen. And hey, amen. Joey, you want to close us off some closing comments or what? Sure. 
<clears throat> Heavenly Father, hear our prayer. Oh. Angels, take this prayer straight to the throne room. Father, we thank you for our creation and our salvation. We thank you for sacrificing yourself for our sins. We ask you to cover us, our family, our friends, our community, our enemies with the blood of the Lamb. We ask for the forgiveness of our sins and those who have sinned against us and those who have sinned against them. We pray, Father, you continue to open up the eyes and the spirits of those who are lost. We ask the Holy Spirit may flourish throughout the land. We pray for the protection of Israel and of all of our friends. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 We that was that. needed. That was nice. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Folks, we're Lord willing. Yep. Go ahead. Be of good cheer. We open up with we open up with peace. We want to give you guys peace right now. Everything you've seen happening right now, Jesus warned us is going to happen. Okay, so be at peace. The rapture can happen tonight. It literally can happen tonight. Okay. It can happen tomorrow morning. It could happen this Friday evening. Who knows? You you don't know the future. None of us really know what's going to, knows what's going to happen here. So, but we do know for sure is we leave before the tribulation begins. And all the really bad, hairy stuff is during the tribulation period. Okay. So be of good cheer, everybody. Give you hope. The Bible tells us that we are supposed to comfort one another with these words. And when our apostle Paul said comfort one another with these words, he was describing the rapture resurrection event. (laughs) And then he said, now comfort one another with these words. When you see things get bad out there know that your time of redemption is near that he will descend from heaven with a shout the voice of archangel we're going to be going home soon amen amen Greg. amen 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 and amen, amen.